Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Perception is Reality. Thanks for tuning in. And if this is your first time, thanks for listening. Thanks for finding me. I really appreciate it. It's David, your ever faithful host, joined today by Lorena Tomasini. Thanks for joining, Lorena. Thanks so much for having me on, David. So this is a fun one today, everybody, because um, I'm actually fortunate enough, I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the past, but I'm actually booked all the way through the end of March with guests two a week. I'm, I'm recording two a week. I don't know how it happened or why, but people have found me and I'm thankful. So Lorena dialed in. I use Zoom. Uh, Lorena dialed in and I didn't know who it was. So you guys know I don't like to prepare. So I had to go look up who she was, uh, her name, just so I didn't have to call her Jane Doe or something stupid. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't remember, Lorena, how you and I met or anything like that. So if you could, would you mind telling me, refreshing my memory and everybody else, um, a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I do recall how we met, actually. Um, it was through one of those Facebook podcast groups. Okay, great. Podcast groups, and you had posted, like, that you were looking for guests. So awesome. I believe that's how we met. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so my name's Lorena Tomasini, and I'm here in Miami, Florida, where it's it's sunny all year round. And um, um, what I do for work is I, I work with my mom. We do life and health insurance, and then... I also have my own podcast called um, 12-Minute Talks, where I interview other uh, usually Florida-based business owners and entrepreneurs about what they help other people solve. So it's a little bit about me. Great. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that if they guests wanted to tune in to 12-Minute Talks, they could search on that title or they could search on your name, Lorena Tomasini. And they could probably find you on their favorite podcasting platform. That's correct. Yeah, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere. You know, and it's it's very simple, just twelve minute talks. Well, that alone, I could do a whole episode talking to you about twelve minute talks and how you actually only keep it to twelve minutes because everybody that's listening in knows that I tend to follow. I like to uh, say that I'm like a cat. And the guests have laser pointers, and I will follow that laser pointer all around. So it's it's a, it's. Let me congratulate you for sticking to twelve minutes because it never happens. <laughs> yeah, I definitely try. I mean, sometimes it's the longest has been like fifteen, um, and that's even after editing and all that. But yeah, I just I like the number twelve, and I think people don't have that long of an attention. You know, um, attention span sometimes. So I thought, you know, 12 minutes might be a good time limit for a podcast, you know? Yeah, I I, I mm -hmm. understand where you're coming from. I think that's probably a great idea. Um, doesn't work for me because I tend to, um, <laughs> <laughs> I go long. Just warning you ahead yeah, of time. Yeah, and that's great. And that's perfectly, that's fine, you know? It, it's always good to be detailed as well. So like everything. Well, if you're ready to embark on this ride with me, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so I thought today um, 
we could talk about demystifying life and health insurance a little bit. That I know many people out there have a lot of misconceptions about how all of that stuff works. It, it, it's going to be a fun talk. It's not going to be, you know, boring conversation, which I think is one misconception oh, people have. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my guests know that I, um, we keep things interesting around here and, and that's the, mm -hmm. the global we, me and my guests, but mostly it's just me because um, I, I tend to just do things different than most people. So we're going to talk about two kinds. We're going to talk about life and health insurance um, as insurances. We're not going to talk about life in general and then health insurance, right? Yeah, no, no. It's life insurance and then health insurance or you know whichever you want to talk about first hey i'm at your disposal here you pick you pick one and then start you know i'll start asking you some questions where do you want to go down you want to go down the life or the health um you know what let's start with health only because it's now it's november so december and it is open enrollment so i mean i'm not sure when this will go live but you know it's, it's good info for people to have that's a good question and i think it's a it's a hot topic you know that. I think this episode is going to air, this might be the Christmas episode or that week of Christmas. Uh, I okay. don't think it's, don't, it might, is it next week? I don't know. It's going to definitely be in December. <laughs> I can promise okay, you that. Okay, that's fine. That's I'm fine. Not, I don't have the calendar up so I can pay attention to you instead of uh, getting distracted. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So health insurance. Uh, we just went where I, where my day job, we just went through open enrollment and know mm -hmm. that, that wrapped up. So, um, there's a couple different plans that people have to pick from. Like you can pick the high deductible, the really, really high deductible or the, um, incredibly low deductible PPO choice. Uh, mm -hmm. and there's always a lot of confusion as to who should do what and where and when. Um, so those are the right. kind of things that you want to talk about today, or partially talk about today, if you want, like what the differences are, how people get confused, and you're going to help us. Through yeah, that you know how just just general overview and how people can decide what type of plan you know might be best for them. I guess because I think that's that. always so. Let 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 me just. I'm going to play, I always like to play the role of, of uh, gen pop, which is what I call general population, which is everybody that's listening. And that is with health right. insurance. So with that high deductible, there is, that means that I have a higher out of pocket cost before, uh, I don't know the right word to say before the benefit kicks in before the before. Yeah, usually people say before the, the insurance starts paying, right? Yeah. And then, mm -hmm. then there's the the lower one, which is like the PPO, which is like a much lower out-of-pocket deductible, but it might not, it might only kick in at 80% or 75% where the high deductible, once you reach your out-of-pocket max, it might kick in at 90%. Am I thinking about that right? No, so let, let's go over a, a few things, right? Mm -hmm. So your plans typically cover anywhere from 60 to 80 or 90%, right? Mm -hmm. And the other, and then the the person um, pays the difference, right? 10, 20, 30, 40, whatever the, the difference is. Um, and usually, if you have a plan with a high deductible, that just means that the insurance company won't start paying until you meet your deductible, right? 
it's kind of like um, car insurance, just a quick example, right? You need to pay your deductible and then the rest the insurance will pay, mm-hmm. right? If you get into a car accident, it's kind of the, the same thing um, as far as that goes with, with the deductible. Um, but, you know, there's also co-pays. So a co-pay is like, you'll know that if you, you're going to go see a doctor, you're going to pay, I don't know, $10. If you're going to go see a specialist, 30 whatever that fixed amount is. So uh, that's your copay that actually goes towards your out-of-pocket maximum. So these are two different buckets, let's say, your deductible and your out-of-pocket maximum. The out-of-pocket maximum is really the most you'll spend a year, including your deductible, your copays, and any coinsurance. So coinsurance is like that percentage that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, right? The 20%, 30%. Yeah. So really the most important, not the most, but one of the most important numbers to look at when choosing a plan is the out-of-pocket maximum. Because really health insurance is there to protect your your wallet, right? Your pocket. So you won't spend more than X amount a year for medical services. Now, by law, the insurance companies have unlimited amounts of what they can spend on a person, um, but the person won't spend more than their out-of-pocket maximum, right? Um, and yeah, and so like the plans that have lower deductibles, they usually cost more, right? Because you have lower deductibles, it probably also has a lower out-of-pocket, so there's a cost to that, you know? Mm-hmm. And and as far as like the difference also between like a PPO and HMO, people always seem to be confused by that. And what they really mean, an HMO, it's a health maintenance organization plan. And that usually means that you're going to need referrals to see your doctors or to see, not your doctors, but to see like a specialist, right? You're gonna have to go see your primary and then you can get that referral to go see a specialist. And it's also usually a smaller network as compared to a PPO. So the PPO will usually have a, a bigger network of doctors and specialists people can choose, but also you don't have that restriction where you need referrals to go see a specialist. So I, find I hope that, that wasn't like no, a no. lot of information. <laughs> I mean, it was, but we'll dissect it. That's okay. That's what we're here to do. So, okay. I mean, my guests know that I am not the, I am in good health, but I have a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So I, prefer the PPO with, and I, be, I prefer right. to be able to go wherever I want, whenever I want to see whatever specialist mm-hmm. I have. I have a lot of specialists that help me um, stay alive. Um, okay. I, like, I like to not have that restriction uh, in place. Yeah. And so uh, that, that's the other thing. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Not, not to have that mm-hmm. restriction. Um, people also need to look at, you know, is, am I really going to be using this plan a lot? or not right to decide which plan yeah. is, is good for them mm-hmm. and as as a frequent flyer um i tend to mm-hmm. go with the more expensive ppo plan because i hit my i usually hit my uh, my deductible my what do you call it deductible or the first the yeah your deductible yeah, the deductible mm-hmm. i'm usually cleared by february my deductible's gone oh mm-hmm. so okay that's good and then, and then you just have to reach your out-of-pocket maximum. Pretty much. And then the plan will cover you 100% the rest yep. of the year. Correct. Yeah, which is great. 
So that's that's what I do, but I know that I'm a special use case. But let's say that you've got um, somebody who's healthy. How do they know what to pick? Like what criteria? Yeah, so I mean, I, it's it's a how do they know? Because it's like kind of like gambling a little bit. They're not going to know if they're going to break right. a leg or be in a hospital. So how do they really maximize the money that exactly. they have in their pocket? How do they do that? Yeah, so, so we've been talking more about like plans that you get through your employer, mm-hmm. which are a little bit different than plans that are available through the marketplace or for individuals, right? People that work but are not offered insurance through, through their employer, right? And this is where um, a lot of what we hear about the Affordable Care Act, there's some people call it Obamacare. It's also impacted group plans, right? Because they have to accept people no matter their pre-existing condition. And then there's also caps on the deductible and the out-of-pockets that the companies can charge. So there's been a lot of positive things, I think, um, as far as the healthcare reform. Um, but for individuals that don't have, you know, through, through their employer, that's really based on their income and how many people live in their household, so how they file taxes. And the good thing is, for people that, um, you know, that let's say you're you're single and you make between twelve thousand and like twenty five thousand a year, just to put a number out there, right? Mm-hmm. Those people um, would not only qualify for the tax credit, which is what would help lower the monthly premium, but the government also says, well, these people not only need help paying for their plan, but they also need help using their plan. So depending on people's income and household, they would also qualify for extra savings, which would help lower their deductibles and out-of-pockets automatically, as long as they choose a silver category plan. Um, So those people will pay very little for their insurance, and then their plans will be very good, because usually they'll have like no deductible or very little deductible and very small out-of-pocket maximums. So that's certainly something to take into account, people's income, um, and then making sure they're choosing a silver plan and they qualify for those extra savings and not just getting the cheapest plan that costs zero dollars a month, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So is there any magic to making sure that you don't spend, overspend on health insurance? Um, that that's a good question. I think the magic would be making sure that, um, that you're like if you take prescriptions, for example, see what level they fall under and if they're covered by by that company or that plan, right? Um, because you don't want to be paying for things like that out of pocket when it can be covered um, by your insurance. Um, and then you know the other thing is if you want a specific doctor red that you need to have for example make sure that's also in network so you're not overpaying to go see that specialist or primary that's a good point that uh, yeah that's a good point is to make sure that your doctor's in network that's bitten me once um that's bitten me once and it was Mm -hmm. uh, because an anesthesiologist or something wasn't in network but it should have Mm -hmm. carried there was something called a carry through or something that the doctor who was performing the procedure was and 
it should have carried through to everybody oh, okay. that was involved. Yeah, it should have, yeah. So they mm -hmm. took care of it, but it was like I had to fight it. So. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Um, you know, the other thing about overpaying, a lot of times, like lab lab services or you go do an x-ray, right? Mm -hmm. they're, they're billing people instead of waiting for the insurance company to pay. So, you know, make sure before you pay a bill that you get in the mail, you call your insurance company and make sure, hey, have you guys taken care of, of this bill or is this really what I owe? You know, because once you send that check, it's it's going to take a lot longer for, for them to get that money back, you know? Yeah, that's happened to me a couple of times because like I'll go in to see one of my doctors and then they're like, oh, you have a credit. And I'm like, oh, why do I have a credit? This is, it's so frustrating. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's very frustrating oh I just had another thought that I was going to talk to you about that was really frustrating oh the prescriptions so if I could go back to prescriptions mm -hmm. yeah like there's a that's a whole minefield in and of itself because how do you know what your prescription falls under and then what if it doesn't fall under the right thing and but it's a prescription you really need um like okay like, yeah that that's good mm -hmm. or for example like my, my father his um, aorta ruptured, uh, and he was one of the seven percent of people who lived. Uh, he was able to survive. Uh, wow. and survive. He survived. He survived the surgeries, um, mm -hmm. but he needs this. Uh, he needs this pill uh, that does. I don't even know what it does. Uh, I should know, right. about it, but I don't. But it's like fourteen hundred dollars a pill, but he doesn't. Mm -hmm qualify for assistance but he needs the pill so he's like well i'm not going to take the pill and i'm like well what's the alternative he's like well it's not right. good but i can't afford the pill so like what does somebody like him do there's no apparently yeah I, that, I mean, that's that's a great question so there's different things so when you look at a plan you can look at the formulary and you can make sure that it's specific to that plan and to that network that you're selecting um, so it's not just saying XYZ company, it's also making sure it's the network within XYZ company, right? Because one company might have 10 different networks, right? So you want to make sure you're looking at the right one. So what, what you know, this is part of what we do as, as insurance brokers is we look up the formulary and we look up the drugs to see what tier they fall under. So usually it'll be like, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, obviously the higher the number, the higher the cost, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that's one way for you to easily know, okay, this prescription is going to cost me $10 or it's going to cost me 20 or whatever it says on the, on the summary of benefits. So going back to, to the example you gave me with your dad, you know, sometimes people need to take um, like brands of medications, right? Because the generic, for some reason, it doesn't do them good or it's not solving what, what they needed to solve, right? Whatever the case might be. So they actually need the brand name and not the generic. So doctors can request to the insurance company, like, hey, I need you to cover this because it's medically necessary, right? So it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not just saying, okay, we, it's just this one drug. No, we've already tried these other ones and they don't work. So, you know, and, and especially if something is like life or death, insurance companies can make exceptions and um, approve prescriptions. 
that might be outside of, of their formula. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they want to in this case, but. Um, you know, like everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and the other thing, you know, um, also drug companies do offer like discounts or, or things like that that maybe yeah. contacting the, the manufacturer directly sometimes might help, you know. He doesn't qualify because mm -hmm. he's too old. If he was younger, okay. they, would have, they would have helped him out. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'm assuming he has Medicare then, if he's over 65? He is, yeah. I think he's got some, yeah, right. that, that, that may still have a private insurance from one of their retirements. Yeah, I mean, there there's certain, um, okay, or through that, yeah. There's certain, um, you know, like discount plans that offer certain medicines that maybe regular insurances don't cover. You know, so that could be something else you guys might want to look into, you know. Um, again, this is just general information. You really need to find someone in your state and things like that that could help you, you know. Yeah, yeah. They and I, My mother's all over it. It's, I'm sure, I'm sure. She'll, mm -hmm. she'll, she'll figure it out. She hasn't officially asked right. for help yet. Right now, she's just in the, the uh, angry complaining stage. So, uh -huh. you know, I've learned <laughs> the, the, the amount years. of people. Yeah, I'm going to Go generalize. I'm going to generalize. And, and I really do not like to talk about I'm like anti um, all sorts of discrimination. So I'm, but I am going to draw a gender line here. I rarely do that. But I have learned at my age that unless a woman specifically asks for help, actually, I'm going to say unless anybody I, I'm explaining this to anybody, but I'm really talking about my right. mom and my my mom and wife right now <laughs> is just between us right now so when, right and no, I'm using, no one else is here and i'm doing i'm using the term woman to cover my bases so when a woman um doesn't ask for help you don't offer the help so i'm waiting for my mother to to get past the point where she's like not complaining about it and just wants to vent you know she's just venting right, right. Now. once she right, asks for right. help i'll help i don't want people to think i'm leaving my mother out there no she's just at her venting stage right now right if she can't yeah, figure feel, it out feel, or whatever, yeah. I feel like sometimes part of my job is like to be like a psychiatrist mm -hmm. or, you know, just to like listen to what issues people have gone through. And then it's like, they're like, wow, I could have solved this with one hour sitting with me, you know, instead of like spending a month trying to figure this out, you know. Um, so that that's why I think it's important, yeah, to like talk to somebody that knows what, what they're talking about instead of like running around in circles googling stuff you know and oh yeah and, she's um, she's yeah, got the assistant you know? she's my dad's got a really good medical team because of everything that's happened mm -hmm. to him like the aorta rupturing is only one part of his issues but right um, right you know like he's got a good he's got a good team so they're all helping her so yeah I just know she's just oh, of course that's she, good that's my good. you know my <laughs> my mother will ask for help when she's ready for it, but I'm not offer. I just want everybody yeah. to know that I'm not offering help and I'm not letting her, but I'm also not hanging her out to dry. Like I'm ready to go. Important. Important. Yeah. You're there she when, when she's like, Hey, I need, yeah. I need some help. Yeah. Yeah. But nine mm -hmm, times out of nice. 10, nine times out of 10, she really doesn't even still need the help. She's, she's quite, right. um, <clears throat> quite an assertive woman, but anyway, enough about yeah, that. Interesting. So what other, um, what other uh, misconceptions do people have about health insurance? 
Like what are some of the common ones that come across your table? If you just want to rapid fire them out yeah. and them down and we'll re revisit them, you can do that. Sure, too. sure. So so a lot of people think like that maternity is not included in, in their plans. And that's really something that the Affordable Care Act changed. Like before, if somebody wanted to have a baby, they, the woman would need to pay extra for that to be covered. And then usually they would need to wait a certain amount of period, a certain amount of time before they could become pregnant so that the company would cover it, right? So that's no longer an issue. Um, I think another one I get is like people start telling me all of their like medical history and I'm like, listen, I, I don't need to know any of that because the companies have to accept you and take care of whatever it is that you need that's medically necessary. Um, and then the other big misconception that it happened to me today is that people really think, oh, insurance is really unaffordable. And, and I had a, a girl tell me, man, I wish I would have known this sooner because I would have done this last year. You know, she had gone through through some things. Um, so yeah, I think my, my best advice would be reach out to a professional in, in your area and really make an unbiased uh, decision, not going by what your friends say, what the media says, what your family, you know, speak to, to a professional, we, we are certified and and that's that's what we're there for, you know, to give information. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I mean, what the way you just ended that statement is one of the main reasons why this podcast exists. It exists. See, this is why it's unedited, Lorena, everybody will laugh at that, mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, no worries, because I can't say the word exists. <laughs> but anyway, right. uh, enough about me messing up the word exists. Now I just said it twice to prove that I could actually say it. So one of the reasons right. the podcast exists is to fight the newsfeed biases that are on mm-hmm. social media that feed into the opinions of the media and your family and your friends and your whoever, because unless mm-hmm. they are a certified professional in their field, they're just going by what they're seeing and what they're seeing and reading isn't really the truth. So that's why we're here today. Exactly. So um, yeah, awesome. thank you for I'm glad it. I'm glad this exists. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, that's why we like to talk to talk about this stuff. Um, I will say that the don't go uninsured. I'm just speaking in general now to you out there listening. Don't go uninsured. It's really not um, safe. You're much safer being insured, and like Lorena just said, it's more affordable than you think. There are resources and people out there that want to help you with this, regardless of what state you're in. Now, we're only talking to those of us in the United States. Lorena, we do have Mm -hmm. a very wide worldwide audience, so this episode um, might not be so appealing to everybody, but that's okay. Um, They might have health insurance in their country. Again, Mm -hmm. seek out a Mm -hmm. professional. People, it's amazing that if you're willing to ask for help, how many people actually want to help you just have to be brave enough yeah. to ask for help yeah and exactly there's no shame in asking for help mm-hmm. i think that that's very important because we can't be know-it-alls you know and if i were to know everything about everything then life would be rather boring you know just google everything and <laughs> and live my life like that but i don't think that's realistic like i'm not gonna go file taxes myself just because i can add and subtract you know, um, that's what tax professionals are out there for. Um, you know, the, the amount of people that have told me 
thanks so much for offering me this health insurance last year because this and that happens and I don't know how I would have been able to pay that hospital bill or you know a surgery whatever the case might be you know and, and that to me is, is satisfying knowing that what I do really matters and, and is really impactful to people's everyday their everyday life you know uh, I agree it is um, it's very important I mean your health is your health I'm talking about the your the global health Right. And you need mm -hmm. to look out for yourself. You need to advocate for yourself. Um, you need to not worry if you seem pushy or whatever. You're advocating for yourself and your life matters. So mm -hmm. um, it should matter to you because you do matter. Right. So anything else on health insurance before we move on over down the road to that ever so lovely topic of life insurance. <laughs> that, that's why I left it for last. Um, no, I think, I think we pretty much covered, you know, all the basics for people to figure out how to get a policy and the importance of having um, health insurance in general, you know? Yeah. And, and thank you. So moving on to life insurance, we've got, whole life and term life and what do those things mean and why do they matter and if I've got a yeah. policy X that's something and then I can convert it into policy Y and for a certain fee and like what should I do and blah mm -hmm. blah blah and there there are people that feel like life insurance I'm just gonna say this because this is what my perception of life is is that people feel mm -hmm. that life insurance is unaffordable um, but I feel like it can be affordable um, again, I have a good health benefit for my employer, so I do have life insurance through them, but I also have policies outside of that because mm -hmm. I was one of those people until a while ago, like I didn't think it was even affordable. I was like, life insurance is for rich people, right? Um, but I learned that it's not. So can we start our conversation there and then you can tell us the differences between them and why they're so darn confusing? Yeah. All right. Definitely. So yeah, people, that's one of the biggest misconceptions is that insurance is, life insurance in particular, is unaffordable, right? Um, and that, I think that there's a few reasons for that, um, especially older people just assume, oh, because I'm over a certain age, it's just unaffordable because I might have some health issue, right? Mm -hmm. and, and then people think of these large amounts of like a quarter of a million, 500,000, Right, and then they just automatically assume it's going to be really expensive to get that coverage. Um, again, because they maybe have never even had a quote, <laughs> you know, to be honest. They've never sat down with anybody and, and really looked at it, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they, again, they're not talking to anybody. We're just all assuming. And until I talked to right. somebody, um, mm -hmm. I didn't know. And then I found out and I was like, oh. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, like I should probably do that because I mean, life insurance, uh, with all of my awesomeness, uh, I didn't want my wife to be, uh, you know, having to deal with a whole bunch of crap. Uh, right. I don't right. know how else to put it yeah. other than that, that very descriptive word, but, uh, issues or whatever you want to say. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, it's mm -hmm. more, it's more for her because I mean, let's face it, if, if my life insurance policy is up, I won't care because I'm dead. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> right? So that, that's, that's what, 
<laughs> that's something I always say. Life insurance is not about you, the person buying the insurance. It's about your loved ones and what you're leaving behind for them, right? Like, especially for people that maybe have a, a young family and things like that, it's really important because, like, here in the U.S., we live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. But what if something happens and that paycheck is no longer there? Well, that's what life insurance is for. You know, it's it's there to cover that lost income or send kids off to college or retirement or whatever the case might be. You know, that, that that's a, that's one of the great things about life insurance is that no one's going to ask you, hey, what are you going to do with that money? You know, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's, yeah, you know, that's, that's really what it's about, you know, because I love it how people always say, oh, I love my kids and I love um, my family and this and that. And that's great. But then when you bring up something like life insurance, there's all this resistance to it, right? And it's just because as humans, we don't like thinking about we're going to die someday, you know, but, but that's, that's reality. And, you know, and I think what better thing than to know, hey, my dad or my mom or my aunt, my uncle, my grandfather, whoever thought about me, you know, and, and put me as, as a beneficiary, for example, on a policy, you know. Um, yeah, that's um important points to make. And I won't, uh, I just say that everybody, I know you're curious now that we've mentioned that it can be affordable and you really need to know you should find a broker and go get a quote. You owe it to yourself and your family. Um, right. Even, uh, even if I, it's a, say, yeah. I was going to say, even if it's a small amount, it's still more than that will be helpful. To that, yeah. I always say it's probably more than what people have in their bank accounts. Right. Because right. we're not talking about a thousand dollar policy, we're talking about twenty five thousand, a hundred thousand, a million dollars, whatever it is that the person can afford and is suitable for them. You know, I always say if you're going to look for a quote, just look for a broker, and a broker is somebody that represents more than one company, because that way they're not tied to just offering you one thing. They can look at options and, and find the best option for you and your needs. And, and, you know, online quotes are great, but that's not reality a lot of times. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, well, that's, um, I'm writing that down. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody enjoy this musical interlude while David writes a note. Um, <laughs> okay, so can you talk about, so are there more than two types of life insurance or is it pretty much just whole or term? So there's actually a, a third one that uh, we're forgetting. Raina, you're killing uh, me. There's a third <laughs> so one. We'll, we'll go, we'll go okay. over them real quickly. Okay. So whole life mm-hmm. um, is like your traditional life insurance, right? Yeah. A whole life means that it'll last you your entire lifetime. That's why it's called whole life. Um, and as far as price, they're usually more costly than a term policy. And, and I'll explain the differences once we're done going over everything, right? Mm-hmm. So a whole life has a few benefits. Um, it builds like a cash value account that you can use that money later on. You can take that money out if you want to. Um, and then, you know, the good thing is also is that you lock in the price today um, for the rest of your life. So it's never going to go up. It'll always remain the same amount that you pay now when you're 30, 40, 
whatever age you got the policy at. And it doesn't matter how your health might be later on. As long as you pay your premiums, your family will be protected, right? Mm-hmm. Then there's term insurance, which is usually the most popular one that everybody is more aware of. And term insurance is more affordable um, than the whole life. It's I look at it like renting as as opposed to buying a house, right? So mm-hmm. if we take that analogy and we look at whole life is like buying a house and then term life is like renting a house, okay? So you can get a lot of coverage for a more affordable price compared to a whole life, but you're not building any cash value. So if in 10 years you say, hey, I want to take out some cash to go on a trip for college of my kids, um, Whatever, again, they're not going to ask you what are you going to use that money for. Um, You can't because you're just buying a a term policy. So another difference is that a term policy just lasts for that term, so for that time period, right? Whether you got it for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And a very common reason to buy term is if you have a house, like you have a mortgage, right? Because you can get a term policy for the amount that you owe on on your mortgage for the 30 years, right? And and that's a good way to protect the mortgage if something happens to you, you know that your family will be taken care of, right? And they'll be able Mm -hmm. to pay off the mortgage or whatever they need to do with that money. It's It's not that they have to pay off the mortgage, right? And then the third one is universal life. And there's differences in that one, but it's basically like a mix between a, a whole life, a permanent plan, and a term plan. So that's kind of like in the middle as far as pricing goes. Um, okay. Yeah. So whole life is like, um, and I'm going to use very basic terms, and you feel free to correct mm-hmm. me, but it's like yeah. you, you buy into that plan, and it's kind of like a bank account. And at the end of the time that before you can realize the benefit of it, there's like an amount in there waiting for you, um, which some people I know you, uh, some people consider a whole life is almost like a retirement strategy as well as like a life insurance policy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then with term life, it's like you're saying, so if you only get a a 10 year plan, you're basically rolling the dice and saying, okay, if I die within this period, then this kicks in and I'm gonna pay whatever it is a month. I'm just for, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to throw out a number here and it's not a real number, but just for math purposes. So I'm going to pay $5 mm-hmm. a month. It's like 60 bucks a year. Right. So, and right. then that means that I get a benefit of, and again, this is just David making numbers up. This is not the truth. I, I get a benefit of like $10,000 or something, something like that. Right. But at the end of those 10 years, I've paid whatever we said per year, like I don't get a refund on that, that policy's done, we separate ways and it's gone. Exactly, and then you know, the thing with that is that we don't know what might happen in those 10 years with somebody's health, mm-hmm. right? So um, the other good thing about a term policy, depending which one you have and things like that, a lot of them have something called a conversion. So you can convert that term policy to a permanent policy um, without having to prove um, how your health is doing, 
you know. So that's really important for people that maybe they had a heart attack, maybe cancer, you know, something serious like that, and all they have is a term policy. They need to look at their policy and see if they're still within that time period that they can convert to a permanent plan. Why would, why would they want to convert? Well, because chances of surviving like a heart attack are a lot more now than, than they used to be, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody just has that term policy and at year eight of that term policy of that ten, of those 10 years, um, they have a heart attack, right? To put an yeah. example. Well, that policy is going to expire in two years. And chances are that person is going to live longer than those two years, right? Mm-hmm. Given medical advances and so forth, right? So what what are they going to do at the end of those two years? It's going to be a lot harder and a lot more costly to get health insurance um, because of that pre-existing condition of the heart attack, right, in this example. So they can convert it without having to go through physicals and, and see how their health is now. They'll just pay whatever the price is at that age. You get me? Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's like a good backup plan, I guess, if, if somebody has a term to look at to look at if they can convert it if they need it to, you know. Um, yeah, and then the, the other important thing about life insurance in general, um, insurance companies now provide something called living benefits, which I think is even more not more, but let's say it's a big change in the industry and I think it's very good. What I mean by living benefits is that people can use part of that, let's say 500,000 death benefit while they're living if they have something like a heart attack, cancer, stroke, um, they can't do activities of daily living like walking or bathing, right? So this is another way that people can use their life insurance and this is regardless of if they have a whole life, a term life, a universal life, as long as the policy comes with with those provisions built in, mm-hmm. um, they can use part of that death benefit, which is really important, right? Because if somebody gets diagnosed with, let's say, cancer, people think, oh, that's just that person, but that's really something that affects the entire family, right? Because mm-hmm. let's say that was like the main breadwinner. Well, now how is that family going to continue paying for their bills if that person can't go to work or the spouse, you know, had a job, but now they have to take time off too, because they have to take the person to the hospital, pick them up. Right. All these little things that people don't really think about. Right. So, so, you know, it's great to have those living benefits built in and quite honestly, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg more than, than what your traditional policies cost. The price difference on average is like five or six dollars more a month, and it just makes sense to have that included, you know. Yeah, it's uh, you're you're making it sound really good, and I mean that's less than a people spend on coffee on a daily basis, right, exactly. sometimes more than once a <laughs> yeah. day. So I mean, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. What's more important, one cup of coffee or these fancy living benefits? Um, right. Yeah. So okay, I think I have a better understanding or all of us have a better understanding of whole life versus term and this new universal thing, magic thing that you're talking Mm -hmm. about, which, you know, whatever wizardry that is now, that's a mix. (laughs) And we understand when, when and why the benefits of converting a term policy would be. Um, 
I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. So is there anything, I'll, I'll ask you this to cover my own tracks. Is there anything mm -hmm. else that's like you see coming across your desk on a daily basis that we should know about that is um, just, you're just like, if, if you could shout it from the rooftops so people would understand it, it would be what? Um, again, don't assume things and, and ask questions. Um, don't assume that because you've had some type of pre-existing condition that you can't get insurance or life insurance um, because there's policies out there for everybody and certain companies specialize in people with diabetes or they specialize in people that are overweight, right? So there's always something for, for someone. Um, yeah, and, and just don't, don't make that assumption. And just, you know, again, same thing I'm going to say, like before, mm -hmm. speak to an expert, speak to a broker. Um, and yeah, and, and I always say, you know, make make an informed de decision at the end of the day. I always like to say that what I really do at the end of the day is not sell insurance. That's like the product I offer. But what I really do is, is I help people, families and business owners protect their minds and their and their money at the end of the day you know have that peace of mind that if anything were to happen they know they're covered and and that their money is also protected no that makes sense makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i remembered what i was going to ask you because i wrote it down yeah. and i just forgot to look at my notebook Good. so Talk to us about how the online quotes are not always accurate. Now, that's not exactly what you said, but that's what I wrote down. So if you want to correct the statement uh, or if yeah. that's good enough. So I'm, I'm not saying that they're not accurate, but uh -huh. there's something called um, underwriting, right? And uh -huh. underwriting is how insurance companies determine, you know, how this person is health-wise and things like that. So usually if you do an online quote, they're going to ask you like five questions. And then they're going to tell you, okay, you qualify for preferred plus uh, standard non-tobacco. That's great. Just to throw out a name, right? Each company has a different thing. And what that really means is how that person is based on their health. And so you can qualify for like better rates than standard. So if you're somebody that's really healthy, you don't smoke, right? Certain things like that, you can qualify for these really good rates. So maybe instead of paying, again, we're just throwing out numbers. Instead of paying $100 a month for this policy, you would pay uh, 40, right? To give an mm -hmm. example. But that's a little bit misleading because the underwriter hasn't done their job of saying, hey, I'm going to give it to you at this price, right? So I, for example, I have a tendency of only quoting people's standard and letting them know, hey, it's very possible that the underwriter will come back and say, hey, you qualify for a lower price, right? And then you can take that offer, the same amount for a lower price. But I don't think it's, I think it's very misleading. It's not, it's not that it's wrong, but I think it creates like a false hope that if I told you, hey, it was going to be 40 and now it's 100, you're going to be upset, right? Yeah. So I'd rather do the opposite and tell you, hey, it's 100, but it might be less. Let's, you know, let's send this out to the company and see what they say, you know? Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's the only thing with online quotes. It's not that they're not accurate. It's that they tend to give people preferred rates that 
you know, they haven't gone through all the underwriting to determine that. Yeah, and on that quote, hasn't finished the process. It's only a small piece of the process. Exactly. It sounds like they have, like when you go through your online quotes, I'm just summarizing here what I just took away from that is that when you go through your online Mm -hmm. quotes, they kind of give you like your options and they pick the best one based on some algorithm. However, you know, that's great, but some other person or thing in the background, Mm -hmm. once you want it, you say, yes, let's pursue this more. Then it goes through this underwriting process and the underwriter's like, oh no, we can't offer this. Right. It's actually going to be this and it could be more. So there could mm-hmm. be sticker shock versus exactly. like what you're doing. You're saying, okay, look, this is the worst case scenario standard price. It's got to go through this process. They may determine it, how awesome you are that I know you to be now that we've met uh, and they may lower it. But just so you know, this is what it is right now. Right. Yeah, and I think that that's a better buying experience for the person, <laughs> right, than, than the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're opening them up to be delighted at the end versus being shocked at the end. Exactly. And, and then the other, the other thing I, I get often is that people think the process of buying life insurance is going to take like a month, two months. You know, before that used to be the case, but with technology, it's made life insurance a lot easier to to obtain and for the underwriters to approve and and so forth. So, you know, we, we've been seeing turnaround times between a day, three days, a week at the most. Um, so, yeah, so it, it doesn't take that long uh, to get a policy. And then, you know, a lot of times people don't want to do a physical they don't want to get somebody going to their house and poking them and and give me your spit and pee in a cup right Mm -hmm. all that stuff so so now companies offer greater face amounts or death benefits uh, without having to do uh, a physical i imagine that they've done some math on that because insurance companies Mm -hmm. aren't known to be very a loss leaders, if we're just going to say that term. So I'm sure that yeah. they've done some risk analysis there that yeah, yeah. Uh, they're actually probably saving some money by not wasting a human resource. Well, paying. yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> now, one thing, uh, a big thing about doing a physical exam, you know, should uh-huh. I do one with a physical exam or without one? There's mm-hmm. a big price difference if you do one with no physical exam than if you do one with a physical exam. So, you know, it all depends on people's ages and things like that. I always say if you don't mind doing the physical, it doesn't cost them anything. Might as well. Um, so that that's another plus, I guess. Yeah, I can that. say being, I've gone through that process and mine wasn't that bad. Uh, somebody came yeah, out, she yeah. took my blood pressure, she weighed me, mm-hmm. and then she made me pee in a cup and right. whatever she did to that. and. She was like, okay, bye. And I was like, okay. Yeah, it's, it's very simple. Mm-hmm. And it's always, it, it's usually more cost effective, yeah, for the person. Yeah, it definitely was the less expensive option uh, for me mm-hmm. personally. So it sounds right. like it could be for others as well. Um, you know, I don't like to speak in absolutes on the show just because somebody. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I always claim, you know, I'm not a professional. I don't play one on TV, but. Um, you know, right. contact, contact. Just in, in, exactly what, what I always say, you know, speak to someone that knows. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else about life insurance that we need to know about? Um, I'm trying to think of my own experience and what questions I have while you're while I pose that to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really off the top of my head right now think of anything else, you know, yeah, to me either. To talk this is about. When, yeah, this is when I'm like, I wish I, I do. I do have I do have a, a good story, though. Oh, let's um, we love stories. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, I've been doing insurance for 13 years now. And, and one of my first clients back, you know, when I started, I, I did a policy review. She had bought a, a life insurance policy from me and so the year after I go back and I'm like hey let's review what you have and I'll never forget this because I remember telling her hey uh, you know it's great you have this life insurance but you should probably get an extra policy with these living benefits even if it's a small policy in case of you know cancer heart attack stroke blah 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 and she's like, you know, yeah, that sounds good, but I'm good with what I have. And, you know, that's not really something that happens in my family. And I was like, okay. I mean, you know, I brought it up to her and, and she said, no. I wasn't, you know, there wasn't much more I could do at that point. Well, the lady calls me like four months after. And I, I'll never forget this phone call because she tells me, hey, Lorena, um, I bought that policy from you, right? The one that paid me. Um, that, that I could use part of that death benefit in case something happens. And I'm like, no, remember we talked about it and you told me, you know, you didn't want it at the time. And I'm like, you know, what, what's going on? And she was like, oh, you know, I just got diagnosed um, with cancer. Um, so, yeah, so I remember feeling like, man, maybe I should have explained it to her more, like done something. But I'm like, you know, I did my part and she just didn't make make a decision. She told me no, you know. And um, I, 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 at the end of the day, she became my first death claim because, like, a year later or two, she she ended up passing away. And you know, I was able to help her family with the life insurance that she had bought before. But um, you know, with that, what what I want to say is, you know, when you're offered something and you think it's good for you just say yes and then figure the rest later because you never know you know what what could happen and I know that lady's um, life might have been a little bit different if she would have had that money to help her with what she needed at that time you know yeah I do know um, mm -hmm. that's a sad story but it, it's a good lesson to learn yeah and that's Definitely. I mean I know people that refer to life insurance as gambling, but I mean, really, at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, if, if, if we're alive, you know, fortunately, we're all going to pass away. You yeah, know, it's something it people is, need to actually look at. I mean, the Stoic philosophers really talk about that as memento mori, and that's, you know, remember, you two will die. Um, right. And that's that's a true statement. I mean, it's morbid thought, but I mean... Yeah. The whole point is you will die. There, you, you, there is no escaping this. It, it's going to mm -hmm. happen. So you, you have to think about it. And you can think about it like a mature adult. And you're not, nobody's going to think you're, you're crazy. That's why there's these things. Right, exist, right, and There's right. professionals out there. There's a whole world. Um, just have the conversation. Right. Yeah. And, and like you, you think this is funny, but I've had people tell me, no, I don't like talking about this because it's like 
bad luck and this and that. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's not it's not bad luck. It's like realities of life. Like you protect everything. You protect your car, your health, your boat. I don't know. Like your cell phone probably has more insurance than, than you do on your life, right? Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, it's it's interesting at the end of the day. It is. So I want to segue for a second, if I can. So mm-hmm. yeah. And how do you feel about these policies? They're like, um, you're going to have to tell me the, the word I'm looking for, but they're like long-term care policies that I'm hearing about mm-hmm. now. It's like, so you can take out a policy that will cover you uh, if you need to go into a nursing home because the, I mean, the perception is that nursing homes exist to steal all your money. And I, I mean, they really do feel mm-hmm. like they are just vacuum cleaners sucking money out of your wallets. I'm not saying they're not right. necessary. They're not good. And mm-hmm. good people don't mm-hmm. work there. I'm not saying that at all, but I know that right, they're, right, right. they're very intrusive. Um, I mean, I went through this with my grandfather. They're very intrusive about your finances and they like, if you don't have enough, they want your house, they want everything. And right. Like they mm-hmm. can be pretty aggressive, but then I hear, okay. have I heard wrong about these long-term care policies or whatever they're called? Yeah. So, so long-term care insurance is really what the name says, long-term care. Uh, and it's really there to provide that, again, financial peace of mind that people have enough money to pay for stuff when they need it. So what, what do I mean when they need it? Uh, usually long-term care insurance is taken or become active when somebody can no longer do what we call activities, activities of daily living. And usually that means, you know, you can't walk, bathe yourself, you have issues transferring, um, you can't eat, you, you can't feed yourself, right? Um, th- things like that. And, and with today, we're living a lot longer, right? Not mm-hmm. just us, but people older than us are living a lot longer, you know, than before. So what this does is it gives people money to be able to pay for a nursing home or pay for somebody like a nurse to come in and help out in their house, right? Because a lot of times seniors don't want to go to a nursing home or be away from their family or I've lived here all my life, right? Mm -hmm. So how does the average family pay for this need, right? Um, so that that's what long-term care insurance is for, and, and there's different types. Some pay a lump sum, some pay a percentage, um, some even help people eventually qualify for other programs like Medicaid or things like that without having to sell their assets. Again, that's something people need to sit down individually and see what's available where they are. This is just general information. Yeah, it's something that I'm thinking about. I mean, I'm only, you know, I don't like to do math in public, but I think I'm for like 47 right now, 48, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Or maybe I'm just in denial and I don't want to say the real number. I don't know. No, and, and you know, but, that, but that's I'm usually thinking, the average age, yeah. Like in the future. So talking mm-hmm. with an insurance professional, you know, it's a really kind of sobering conversation because, um, and I've talked to, to Jillian, uh, she was in an episode like early, early on, but she's actually now a divorce certified divorce financial planner. 
But anyway, okay. so we were sat down with her and she was like, okay, she's talking to my wife and she's like, literally like, you're going to outlive him. So right. let's talk about this stuff. And, you know, they, the, the girls were talking and I just kind of zoned out. That's, that's my, that's why. I was right, 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 right. Yeah, but no, but, but it's good to have. And the good thing about long-term care insurance, again, going back to locking in pricing is that obviously the younger you are, the more affordable it's going to be. And you usually pay the same price, you know, forever. So, yeah, it's, you know, you don't want to wait till you're like 80 to get that because, A, you might not qualify because of health issues, right? And it's going to be a very expensive um, premium. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like, but I think it sounds like a good idea. Um... Yeah, and and again, you're, you're protecting your finances, because let's say you have, I don't know, $100,000 sitting in a bank account, right? How -hmm. quickly will somebody run out of that money? You know, uh, the average nursing home is like, what, like six, seven grand a month? You know, just to to throw a number out there, I don't know what, what it really is, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty astronomical. Or having to hire somebody to come, um, you know, like a full-time nurse to come help out with somebody, you know. Right. Those are all issues that even if you have, you know, a number like a hundred thousand, just to put something out there, you you people will run through that in a year, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so that's what that's what really long-term care is for, to help offset all those costs, you know. Um, so you don't have to touch your savings or whatever it is that you had set aside for something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because those all everything that you just said is like I could just hear the cash register ringing. Like as you were saying, all those things those are expensive, expensive things. Mhm, mhm. And and the costs each year just go up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we know we we are going to live longer. You know, we're eating healthier and exercising and medical stuff and you know all this stuff. Um, it's just common sense that we are. Now, what quality of life are we going to have? I hope it's good. You know, we're not just living longer to live longer. Um, but that that's another subject, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we can, I'll, I'll, yeah, that's definitely a different, different subject for a different day. But um, I do want to ask, like, what, <clears throat> and, and I'm just going to ask for forgiveness up front, but what, um, what caused little Lorena to, you know, little, little Lorena's, you know, like a young girl and she's thinking about her future. What Mm -hmm. makes, Hey, insurance. Like, I mean, I mean, I could see little Lorena's like, okay, I'm going to be a state center in Florida. I'm going to fix all this up. I've got all these (laughs) old people, um, you know, they're, you know, they don't vote right or whatever for whatever. I'm generalizing and I'm making a point. point This is more for the people listening, not for you. Like, I, I don't really mean it. I'm just making a point. But no, ser- in, right. in all sincerity, like, you know, little Lorena, she's going to um, be a state senator, a congresswoman. She's going to rule the world someday, which I still believe you could, by the way. I, I do sincerely believe Thank you. But, but you were like, okay, insurance. That doesn't seem, uh, and with all due respect, I mean this in the most respectful yeah, yeah. way. It's not the, 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 no, nobody grows up with, you know, with that. Yeah. 
yeah like i don't know maybe there's some poor he's not poor kid maybe there's i don't mean it that way but maybe there's some kid out there that's <laughs> that's thinking okay yeah insurance like i totally because are the other kids they want to be doctors they want to be lawyers they want to be firefighters right right, right. so you know. so you know growing up i was i knew that i was never ever going to be a doctor or nurse um i don't like blood and things like that and then you know like your typical cop or firefighter I talk kind of low, so I, I don't see myself saying, hey, you stop, you know, they're never going to hear me, and I'm, I'm 5'1", so, so that was never an option for me. I always thought growing up, you know, business, um, I, I've, I've always liked numbers, so when I was going to college, I studied finance, that was my major, I had my degree in business administration, and um, so when I was going to college, it was around the time of the recession, uh, 2007, 2008, around there. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I thought, oh, I want to be a stockbroker. I don't know why, because now I see people and it's like they're yelling all, all over the place. I'm like, I don't know, I would need like two microphones and like something to, to stand on, <laughs> right, for people <laughs> yeah. to, to hear me. Um, but anyways, the stock market crashed. And then I saw like, oh, that means all these people are losing all this like it, to me, the stock market is totally gambling and yes. it's like yeah. invisible money because I'm like, who comes up with this went up and that went down and, you know, like who's, who's putting these numbers out there, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yes. Market trends and industries and all that. Fantastic. But at the end of the day, it's just gambling. Right. So um, my mom actually does uh, life and health insurance. She's been doing it since before I was born. And, um, she needed like a part-time appointment setter and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do, I'll do that, you know, for like a part-time job or, or whatever. And um, I went with her one day to see, you know, get more experience in, in what she did. And when I saw, I'm like, oh, this is nice. You get to help people. You know, I knew what my mom did. It's not, it's not like I did it, but it's not the same thing as like going with her to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, you know, this is nice. You got to help people and make uh, a living out of it. So I started doing that part-time in college as well. And I just really liked, liked um, what I did. And I just stuck with it um, since then, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, obviously it was a good choice. And, and I think it could be a good choice for anybody, quite frankly. Right, um, I right. Just, I, I think, think, you know... You, your job is always something you're going to do and there's going to be good days and bad days, like everything. Uh -huh. But if overall, it's going to be good. You know, like I love getting text messages from my clients saying, hey, thanks so much for helping me out. You know, we feel confident in what we did, blah, 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 things like that. You know, that just helps offset the negative stuff, you know, like all those misconceptions that people have and then having to overcome and um educate them which is, is is part of the job so yeah that's good that's one of the reasons mm -hmm. i wanted to ask how you got started is because i mean it starts with the whole industry there's a lot of mystery around it so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean going back yeah, even further there, there's, there's that whole there, there's a whole misconception right of like the pushy insurance person on yeah. like yeah. groundhog day <laughs> right <laughs> yes yeah yeah yeah. That, that's so I'm sorry, go, going back further. No, I was going to mm -hmm. say going back further. So, um, and I'll just say that like, uh, 
what you you knew what your mom did, but you didn't fully understand mm -hmm. it until you went with her. And that understanding right. led to an appreciation, which led to a very successful career, which is awesome. Which, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, um, you know, you, people might think, and this is why I was kind of leading you down down the path, was like people, yeah. might, like little Lorena might have dreamt, yeah, CEO, business owner, like she might not have thought insurance, but there you are. You're still doing that. You've lived that dream. And you're just in insurance. Yeah, that that's you know that that's very accurate. Yeah, I, I do have my own insurance agency, mm -hmm. um, so it is my own business. You know, I right. marketing, sales, all that stuff. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. So that that's the well, that's that's one of the points I wanted to make was you know that dream was realized, but it was realized through insurance, and um, it may it might not have had a specific name, but or an industry attached to it, but it still led to that path. Um, you know, wow, that's, that's an interesting perspective. I have, you know, I have never <laughs> thought about it like that. And that's, wow, that's very accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to, and I'm probably doing this poorly, but I'm trying to um, just let people know that, you know, that it's a, it's a good career path. It's a six, it's a good. It's great. And, and you know, n nowadays you, like I do everything from my home office. I don't, drive like i used to be like driving you know five six hours a day to visit people and i know oh, i forgot you were coming oh let me clean here so you can sit on my couch you know and it's it's just uncomfortable having somebody you don't know right go go to your house and then yep. me sometimes it's like oh who am i gonna go visit you know some random guy at, at eight o'clock at night you know right thank god nothing ever happened or you know nothing like that but you, you hear things nowadays and you're like, oh man, <laughs> right? Thank God right. nothing happened and, and everything was good. You know, I never had a car accident, nothing like that. But now um, I'm blessed that I get to do everything from my home office. You know, I do everything over the phone, the computer, and people really like it as well because they get to be in their home, in their office, you know, comfortable, having coffee, tea, whatever they want. Um, while we are going over these important topics mm -hmm. you know i had a guy that was cooking chili <laughs> yeah. while he was buying life insurance and i'm like oh okay that's awesome you know well so, if it helps yeah. him i mean because these are difficult conversations and sometimes people don't want yeah. to have these conversations so whatever puts him at ease enough right to right. have that conversation then i agree and um i am thankful that you're not out on the road anymore going to strangers houses because as you just mentioned you're in a very imposing five feet one inches tall so um, right that's not <laughs> yeah, to say yeah, yeah. and, and I, I scream super loud you know yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. well that's not to say that you couldn't still defend yourself because little course, can, little can be mighty but however right um size is not in, in your favor um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it comes to an altercation i'm not saying you couldn't totally right. kick somebody's butt i'm just saying that yeah i doubt it but you know you never well, know <laughs> let's, let's you, yeah. i hope we never find out so, right right let's delve into the time machine share we what how did mm -hmm. your mom get started in insurance because um yeah, yeah how did she get in, involved in it that, that's a good question. So bef um, I'm the youngest of three on my mom's side, right? And mm -hmm. so my brother, who's older than me, we're like 13 years apart. I think four, yeah, 13 years apart. 
And um, so before my mom had us, she was always looking for something to do um, that she could have flexible schedule to be able to pick up my brother from school, spend time with him, right? That mm-hmm. type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So my mom is originally from Cuba, and then she went to Puerto Rico after Cuba and then came to, to the U.S. in the 70s. And um, at that time, one of the first jobs she could find was actually in, in photography. She would, like, go to people's houses to sell them, like, the frames and the pictures after a photographer went to take pictures. And one thing led to another, and she found, like, an ad on the newspaper about insurance, and it said, you know, flexible time and you make your own money, that type of stuff, I guess. And she went and she really fell in love with the industry as well. And, you know, she was able to make a, a living and do everything else that, that she wanted to um, with my brother at the time. So, yeah, that's, that, that's how she got started. And it mm-hmm. sounds like it played to her strengths because she was in a sales role. I mean, because that's really what she was doing is selling those frames and pictures and stuff, right? Right. And then, I mean, and I don't want to belittle the good work that you two do, but you are selling insurance. So, I mean, and, and people, and it's not that, and this is another misconception is like salespeople are all like, they're always out to get you, but they're, they're not. I mean, right. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure there, there are people out there that just look at the money aspect and think, oh, but if I sell this, I'm going to make more money. Uh, we, as, 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 my mom and I, we never think like that. We think what's suitable or what's the best product uh, for this person, you know. But I'm sure, yeah, there's people out there you can tell that all they want to do is sell you, like, the most expensive cell phone or whatever when it's like, that's not what you need, you know. No, I, I know. So, like, there's um, – I'm going to use a horrible analogy, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, um People can choose to buy a Lexus and have a luxury vehicle, or they Mm -hmm. can choose to buy a Toyota, which is the same manufacturer. And the cars, if you put two cars side by side, they will have exactly the same features down to the same technology. However, the inside you know, there, you do get upgrades with a Lexus versus a Toyota. There's reason it's luxury, but that doesn't mean you still yeah. won't get a leather interior. You won't get whatever. It's just about, you know, why do you need to spend exactly. that extra money versus this versus that? So what you're, you know, people have decisions to make. And what you're saying is you're, there are salespeople that, that want to sell the Lexus all the time. Maybe they're a Lexus salesperson. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, don't go to Toyota, right, buy this. Right. But what, mm-hmm. but I want to be clear on is that as a broker, and, and I want to mm-hmm. like talk about this for a second. As a broker, you mm-hmm. represent multiple companies that sell multiple products. So you have, and I'm going to use this word specifically for a reason, you have the luxury of taking your client's needs into account and really fitting it for coverage and cost to tailor it. And I could be over, I, I could be overselling what no, you here, but you can no, tailor that, it to I, that specific person versus somebody who goes to a specific company, right? So if they go to, let's just, let me put it this way, because I don't want to call anybody out. But if they go to one of the TV commercial companies, they're only going to get mm-hmm. TV commercial companies products. Correct. And, and you better fit into whatever TV commercial product has to offer. Right. 
Right. Mm -hmm. And so by being a broker, because I guess I should have started there really a way back up is being a broker is like you represent your, you have a portfolio of multiple, uh, is it insurance carriers? Is it a carrier? Yeah. The right word? Mm -hmm. yeah carriers. Yeah. So you have multiple carriers that, which is why now it's making so much sense. I should have caught onto this earlier, which is why you have at your disposal. You even said it yourself. You know people that specialize for overweight. You know people that specialize for diabetes. You know people that specialize for fill in the blank. And then you know people that cover all of that. So you have those right. tools in your mm -hmm. toolbox to help the people out, which is why they should work with somebody who's a broker because it can be affordable. They can get the coverage they need and they can actually have that peace of mind. I mean, there's one thing that I don't yes. want to see people do. Mm -hmm. is worry or not go to the emergency room or the doctor because they don't feel good or they're sick because they're worried about how much is that's going to cost. And then they exactly. don't go and then they get truly sick and then they're really in trouble. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's very accurate. Everything you said is, is the truth, you know? Um, yeah. A lot of times people will put off stuff because they think it's, it's very costly and, it's not, if, if they would have had some type of coverage, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and as far as being a broker, that's a great example. Yeah, it's it's like I'm a mechanic, let's say, and, and I have all these tools in my tool set to be able to find what's really going to help fix um, your problem, you know, or meet the need that, that you have at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that's affordable and that and that covers what you need, you know. Like, and it's also as far as price, it's what I tell people. Like, as far as coverage, right? Because maybe somebody might want to get a million dollars in coverage, but for them it's not affordable. But hey, they can do five hundred thousand, right? So, I always say, hey, something is better than nothing. And at the end of the day, maybe I want to drive a Mercedes, but my budget only allows me to drive a Toyota. I'm still going to get to the same place, right? At the end of the day. Yeah, so, absolutely. And, yeah. and my, that's my point is like, you can still have the same technology as the Mercedes. It just doesn't mm -hmm. have the badge on it. But um, right. yes. So, and there was another point that you made that I wasn't, I mean, I paid attention to and I wanted to talk about, I forgot because sometimes that happens when I get really into like what the guest <laughs> is saying. Like I forget what I want to talk about because I move my thoughts aside to pay better attention right um because i always say this on the show is that people listen to respond versus listening to learn so that's why often i run into these issues where like i wanted to say something i can't remember because right. i push that thought out of my head so i can continue listening and yeah i've learned yeah. so mm -hmm. anyway in case anybody's curious that's why david does that because i purposely stop myself from doing that because that's why we're that's here good that, that's a good habit to have though it's it's you know active listening which is important it's a tough one but it's it's worth practicing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so because i can't think of that i'll just say is there i mean thanks for walking us down you know what um a little pre-adolescent lorena was thinking and her dreams and aspirations <laughs> and how even though it wasn't what she was thinking, she still did achieve her dream, if I may be so bold. I mean, I really, I mean, you're yeah. a successful businesswoman and mm -hmm. you know, you are the 
you're your own broker, you do your own thing that by all accounts, I mean, people manage or, or people manage, people can count success in different ways. But I mean, if I'm just talking about that, I mean, as any child growing up, whether it be male or female, you know, you want to run the company, run, run a company, run the world, you know, mm-hmm. you know, go, be a go hero. On, go, go on, go, go on vacation whenever you want. Right, exactly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You know, the word insurance might not have been in your head back then, but you're doing all of those things. Right. Yep, so that, that's very true. That's a, that's, a, <laughs> that's a win in the Lorena column, if I'm, if I'm talking yeah, about it. Yeah, for sure. And mom obviously did a good job. So when we're done, feel free to she let did. her know that David says thank you. She did a great job. I want her to be acknowledged <laughs> in all of her good hard work in case she's not feeling validated. I want her to get that today. Awesome. I will. She'll, she'll definitely listen to the podcast. Too. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is Merlin. Merlin? Uh-huh. Thanks for doing what you did in life. You made the right choices. Lorena turned out good, and I'm sure her siblings did as well. So good job. And if anybody wants to contact her or Lorena, uh, I think, Lorena, do you want to mention that again? Um, sure. So my website is um, www.malmins.com. It's actually my mom's initials and mine combined. Mm-hmm. And um, my um, Instagram and Facebook and all that, it's momins22. Um, yeah, and you can just Google my name. I'm sure, you know, there's ways to find me there as well. Yes. So if anybody needs to get a hold of you, they know know how. And to mm-hmm. remind them all from about an hour ago, in case they forgot and didn't write it down, which I know that they already did because they hit the pause button right when I said that. They went and favorited your podcast already, but it is 12-minute talks. Oh, that's right. Correct. You see, I even forgot about it. Yeah, <laughs> the, it's called, <laughs> it's called um, yeah, 12-minute talks podcast. It's available everywhere. I even have it on YouTube um, because I just, you know, I put the audio with pictures and stuff. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so you can watch it there as well. Great. So thank you for talking with us about that. Um, These topics, they're interesting ones that people don't really like to talk about. I don't know why they should. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things I think we should all be talking about that we don't. Right, right. I feel like we've forgotten how to have that, uh, which is why the show exists again. Just saying. It's great. I think, Uh, I think it's great that you have the show, David, because yeah, I always say don't assume things until you actually speak to someone that knows what they're talking about, you know, that's in in any aspect, you know. Exactly. And just because you see it Mm -hmm. on TV or you read about it doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting the full story. Just because you've heard it from your cousin or your auntie or your uncle or whoever, a coworker, fill in the blank, that doesn't mean you're getting all the information. You're getting what knowledge they know. Oh, you you took it right right out of my mouth. That's what I was going to say. You're getting whatever perception or whatever Mm -hmm. story they have about XYZ, you know, which is just good or bad, whatever experience they had, you know? Exactly. And it's okay to take that and have Mm -hmm. that be a seed for research and for further stuff, but just do the research. Don't, don't take anything for face value because um, it, it might be right. I don't want to discount that, but it, it, 
could be wrong because you never know what their information source was. And mm -hmm. if it's a media channel, everybody knows because they've heard me say this, and this is, this is what I like to call a tinfoil hat moment. <laughs> um, that the media companies exist to sell services. They don't exist to give you information. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So, and those people that you're hearing it from probably heard it from one of those skewed resources. So mm -hmm. do your own research, be your own person. Um, your thoughts matter. So Lorena, thank you so much for being yeah. on the show today. I enjoyed having you and I hope I did your topics justice today. Um, they're confusing topics and I did the best I could. So hopefully that Thank was you, David. I, I hope, I hope I explained it in a fun way. Um, you that did. more people are, are less confused now, you know, and, and appreciate you having an open mind about, uh, all these topics. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you once again. And everybody, if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me as always at the email, which is pirpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave me a voicemail, it's country code 1-585-210-0240. Again, and I will mention this again, if you don't want whatever you say on the voicemail to be aired, just say, please don't air this and then go into whatever you want to tell me. And I promise that I will abide by that. Um, but if you don't say that up front, I reserve the right to use whatever you say uh, on a future episode. Um, not in an against you kind of way that came out wrong, but I hope you guys understand. You've been listening for a year now or longer, longer. So I think you get it. But anyway, thanks everybody and uh, tune in next week. Thanks. Mm -hmm.